welcome to Innate Express Podcast. I'm Haig John, chiropractor in Melbourne, Florida. Our mission is to ground you in service and inspire you to serve at your very best. I'm honored to share these live group recordings with you. Let's get started. Today we've got Palmer's Laws of Life, Palmer's Law of Life, uh, volume 34, and uh, a couple of writings from uh, from. The Chiropractor, D.D. Palmer's 1914, and The Chiropractor's Adjuster, 1910. So let's just read a couple of those things. How does that sound? Um, I've given this Palmer's Laws of, Laws of uh, Palmer's Law of Life away so many times, and uh, I didn't have one for myself when I was just trying to find it because I want to read it at D.E., and uh, so I just got with this one in the mail from Sherman. So I'm just going to open up somewhere and read. How does that sound? Okay. The man... Man is the unnatural animal who wants to do more than he was naturally built to do, wants to be more than he is, wants to do more than he should, scales mountains, explores depths of oceans, travels at 100 miles per hour on land and thousands of miles in the air, struggles, strains, twists, his accidents beyond bone, even even to fracture, dislocation, subluxations, and occasional misalignments. Exciting from the circular base of the solid bony magnum foramen of his skull is spinal cord, the accumulation of all multiple extensional brain fibers into nerve fibers between every brain cell to every tissue cell, passing downward through spinal canal into and through each solid bony ring in each vertebra is a continuation of spinal cord from brain. In every intervertebral space, laterally and between, each two vertebra are foramen from which nerves desiccate from spinal cord, passing externally outward en route on paths to each muscle, organ, and tissue cell. Passage of spinal cord between magnum foramen of skull and into spinal canal of atlas and axis and through the solid bony ring into each other subject to being uh, decreased in size, shape, and circumference due to constriction, due to abnormal distortion and relationships of interrelationship between one vertebra and the other, due to accidental occasions of external forces in opposition to internal resistance force, which subluxate one upon the other. This distorted intervertebral space occludes the opening this is all bold now. Decreases its size, produces decreases its size, produces pressure upon spinal cord or spinal nerve. Pressure upon spinal cord or spinal nerves reduces carrying capacity of transmission of the abstract innate mental impulse nerve force flow from above source to at brain to below distrup, distribution. To in muscles, organs, and or nerve and, and or tissue cells, this impeded quality flow of power, force, or energy slows down action, motion in muscles, disturbing normal function and organic expression. I'm going to just finish this. Disturbed normal function depends upon location of muscular abnormal action, organs or or organ or organs to which they are distributed. To, their, to where they are unable to produce normal quality motion, produced a dis-ease, which is dis, 
what, what is disease is how its symptoms may be correlated into a diagnosis depends upon these are important this list. Distribution of nerve fiber, location of these fibers, number of nerve fibers under pressure, decrease of that pressure, degrees of that pressure, length of time abnormality continues, to grow in its abnormal state of being, what, what this disease could be depends upon combination of paralyzed muscles, organs affected at their peripheries, directly or indirectly related, as they become involved in reduced frequency of activity of motion in varied combinations or interrelated functions and organs. So, the subluxation deniers out there in the world are saying, we don't want any of that spiritual crap. That's all the, you know, this mumbo-jumbo, hocus-pocus stuff, this subluxation. Was any of that metaphysical? I know it's not easy to read. He's reading and he's writing in short bursts and you know making his own uh, abbreviations. But was anything of that metaphysical? The bone out of place affecting the nerve. The outcome being dysfunction in some way, disease in some way, because the nerve is irritated, stretched, or you know irritated, less function through it. It's mechanical physiology. The subluxation deniers, unfortunately, have never been exposed to this simplicity, right? They're thinking we're talking in religious ways when we talk about subluxation. I, I, where do you get that from? It's not in these books. You know, we do talk about how innate or um, uh, educated, separating ourselves from our educated mind and getting to our innate mind, but if we put it in a simple term, if I had to think about I made a gorgeous egg sandwich this morning. It was so delicious with, you know, farm eggs and, it, you know, Irish cheese, and it was fantastic. I enjoyed every single bite of it. Once I left, that enjoyment left my mouth, right? My brain was thinking, wow, this is delicious. I was no longer in control in my educated mind. As I'm swallowing this, which is a motor response, I do say, mm, okay, let's swallow this, but half the time we're swallowing, we don't even think about it. Goes down through our, through our throat and down to our stomach, and if we're trying to think about breaking those molecules down, breaking those chemical bonds, and trying to make that stuff into a slurry that our body's gonna start absorbing, it gets through the um, you know, to the uh, biliary duct and all the, the, the bile gets into there and starts digesting the food more, breaking all that stuff down, breaking chemical bonds, like I said. And to the process that it's making this beautiful living clay that we live in, that's beyond our control. Your body's doing that. It doesn't matter your education level. A child does it the moment it nurses with its mother. Right? It's not doing it through the umbilical cord. And that's where DD VJ, and I think maybe it was DD as well, but I think VJ talked about that. When does innate kick in? It's when the baby is born, not in conception. It's just a little bit of, you know, a philosophical thought to think about, um, because the baby's not 100% on its own innate, right? But that's something else. But when the body is on the job, you're breaking down all your food. You're breaking down your food, your food. We can't think about it. If we had to think about that in the processes of our day, we wouldn't have nothing else. To, we wouldn't be able to do anything else. 
So if we want to just look at, that's the innate intelligence inside of us. We don't have to make it metaphysical. If that's not your gig, hey, your body's doing magical things right now. It's taking that oxygen in through your lungs, out to your alveoli, and the heme and the hemoglobin in your blood is absorbing that oxygen and using it through the tissues of your body. If you had to think about that process, you wouldn't have time for anything in the day to, to create it within your body. That's innate on the job. If we want to talk about it, like I said just a moment ago, if we could want to talk about it in more metaphysical terms, you can, you can, but it doesn't need to be. I tell that story about people and you're digesting your food. when Because I also talk about chiropractic as you know, connecting the material with the spiritual. The material with God's innate intelligence inside of us. Let me get a little more metaphysical now. Because we say chiropractic philosophy is educated, innate, and universal intelligence. Universal intelligence being God. Innate intelligence is being God's ex our individual God's expression in the body. The educated is the things we've learned from other people, right? From in, actually in utero, we know babies learn in utero to be able, especially their stress on the outside of the environment. There is a system for that baby to come out here and be able to handle those stresses, right? Um, so we can look at it in different ways. But, you know, I make it simple for people. That's where your body, you're not thinking about digesting your food and making new cells. Your body is doing that. That we can call spiritual intelligence. You can call it chi. You can call it life. You can call it metabolical pro metabolic processes. I look at it in a sense for myself in a spiritual way. Because we can't make cells in the, in the laboratory, living cells. We can try and reproduce them in different ways. They can they conceive children in, in test tubes, but in reality, the more you fiddle around with something, the more probability it's not going to survive, and they know that. So the subluxation, how important it is. We can look at it in grander ways. I don't remember if we looked at it when we talked a, a week or so ago about the subluxation looking at a different from less light expression to under the expression of the light, you know, then we're really getting, for me, then even a higher understanding that the um, listings that we get are codes given from the spiritual realm from God to be able to serve the people so they can live better lives. That's the way I look at it. Okay, so those are all big levels, and they're all big jumps, and each one can be big for an individual. But you meet people where they are, right? What did everybody else get out of that? There's a lot of meat there, yeah. right? And I just what what I uh, kind of like I see that, and I see the, the analytical point of it, and saying that we're talking about science and we're not really referencing anything spiritual outside of that but um, like I just wonder why it's such a big deal when chiropractors talk about a spiritual component but if a medical doctor is religious in any aspect you don't see the medical profession bashing that medical doctor for being spiritual or believing that in anything other than that because what? it doesn't change the care that I'm going to give somebody my beliefs behind what I do don't change the care 
doesn't make it any less. In my opinion, it actually makes it greater. But like, if you're just gonna look at what we're doing, it doesn't make it any less. So why would you bash somebody for being spiritual? What would you say? What would anybody think? Why would why would that be happening? I think it's because like what we heard uh, previously about the cultural authority that profession has because of how culture has been brought up to respect that medical profession as an authority and chiropractors still not having that standing, you know. I, I, I think there's a lot of challenges to people's personal beliefs, so yeah. are you having a you know, religious or a spiritual or religious look behind your profession. It's like people were like, they want to push things away that's not their beliefs because everybody's kind of questioning each other and they just don't want to be, they don't want you to introduce something that goes against their beliefs. They're just trying to hold on to what they've been told their life and kind of have it make sense for them and confirm for themselves that what they believe is true. So if somebody else says something that's not, that threaten, it threatens their their security and their self security, kind of understanding their life. So I, I think that's what it is. I, I heard a pretty cool talk as a neuro um, researcher. The guy is telling a story, of, more or less, on this: how if you're born in, for example, Middle East, you'll you'll have the the Quran as your as your spiritual book, if you're born in Africa, there's a different story on how the world was created. If you're born here in this side of the world, then you have, you know, the two homo sapiens with the reptile and the forbidden fruit. And if you're in Africa, that story is going to sound completely ridiculous. And if you're born here, probably the African belief of a monster having digestive issues and spitting out the world and then the medicine and the humans but that's that's their belief and it all boils down to where you're raised where you grew up and what your fathers or your figures of power you know make you believe at the end it's just core values I think just respecting everybody not causing harm to your neighbor being better than you were yesterday all these things I mean good to me, um, what's funny is that I don't think it's the outside that has any judgment on what we believe. Like, the outside doesn't even understand what we believe. That it's just strictly coming from inside of our own profession that attacks. Uh, okay. So, like, it, it's, it's absolutely true. You're right on target. You know, that's, it, it's, the, it, it's within our own ranks. No one else knows. Outside people don't, don't hear that or see it. You know, we've had one person come in. Someone posted um, the other day about, you know, getting adjusted, and someone said, "You got to go see Dr. Haig." And someone right after that said, "You, you know, if they start talking about subluxation, you walk out the door." And I said, "Where is that? Can I reply to that guy?" Um, so, how would that come up? It wasn't from general public. That had to be from a chiropractor himself, right? Um, when they want to be accepted to the medical profession, if it seems medic- metaphysical to them, you know, then it's out. Because that group really wants to be accepted, A, for insurance reasons, all those type of things, because they want to start writing drug prescriptions. And, you know, I mean, could you imagine what would happen to your, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think I just paid $1,500 for, you know, a million, three million. I don't quote me on that. I can't even remember what it was, but... 
you know, as a, a medical doctor would be a fifteen, maybe twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand dollars, depending what you're doing. You know, drugs kill people. You have to have high rates of insurance. You know, I'm not picking. You know, I don't want to even advertise these groups, but like, you know, the ACA and NICMIC are you know asleep together, and uh, they are uh, you know insurance carriers. So they'd rather you have higher insurance insurance premiums. Just in a basic understanding like that, think about that. But you know, the more liability you have. And if you're going to give someone that could potentially hurt them, why would you ever do it? You know, chiropractic does not hurt people. You hear about all these stories stroking people out. It's not from chiropractic. Those are recent stories. It doesn't happen. What they do now. What we heard is it makes the news because it's rare. Exactly. It's not constantly happening. You don't have in the news like, oh, a thousand people died in a hospital right? mm-hmm. because it's normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so right. It makes the news because it's like rare that it happens. So you think about just in a hospital, if you gave a doctor this, just that message we read, if you could understand it, it's like an hieroglyphic sort of, but you know, a bone pressure on a nerve and affects how the, everything works. And Speransky, we haven't talked about that much yet, but uh, I had a book just republished. Um, it's called Speransky. Speransky is the, the writer, and it's the theory and basis of medicine. I, I don't remember the whole title, but I had I just got a couple hundred of them made because it was done during uh, you know the Cold War and behind the Iron Curtain of the Soviet Union. And one of the researchers that was on Pavlov's team, Pavlov's dog, he did research on nerve conduction and in sickness. And he'd introduce virus and uh, and bacteria to the nerves and not the blood, and the animal would you know get that you know infection or whatever it might be, um, and showed that disease and nerve tracing when we trace trace back the organs has everything to do with the nerve, and the whole body everything has to do with the nerve system, and he did all the research. That is the most evidence based bit of information you can have because there is no. Drugs to be sold. He wasn't doing, you know, research in a university that needed grant money from the pharmaceutical companies. All this stuff that they constantly get busted on for making up false claims. He he just want they just their their whole, you know, purpose for being was to have healthy Russians, and do research to have a healthier Soviet Union. Right? Think about that. I know that might sound a little strange, but you know, but that's what it's really about. Our research double-blind studies of this, that, and the other, they bust the researchers continually. And all the, uh, the, the, the research done in the JAMA and the New England Journal of Medicine, the people are paid to have these outcomes, not the actual research. None of it's really true research. It's terrible. So Speransky's book is absolutely amazing, and uh, we'll probably talk about it when we come to Palmer a little bit. And uh, I'll have a few copies extra just in case. And, uh, but, you know, when we talk about nerve stress, this nerve stress, B.J. Palmer, this is 1958. This is close to the end of his life. And, you know, the books got shorter because it got more simple. And as we go through this and we understand if there's stress on the nerve system, we don't function well. That's basic, grounding, earthy stuff. You get a pinched nerve in your arm, Right. Realize those nerves also probably go to the thyroid. It's part of the circulatory ganglia that go to your heart and your lungs. Other things are going to be affected. It just makes absolute sense, 
The reason there's no research out there in the world for this right now, besides Baranski in the 1940s that did that, is because there's no money in it. And if they do research out there in the world, I, I tell you, it, it would, doesn't make any sense to me when you hear research, unless the people are adjusted for their subluxations first, and then you can do research on them double-blind studies. But research doesn't matter on the subluxated, because you don't know what the outcome is, because their nerve system's compromised to me, right? I mean, a full-functioning nerve system, and then you do research on things, right? So, does anybody want to read another part of this? Just open up randomly. Just to open up randomly. A modern intellectual is specifically man, human, has an interest in rational mind and an ability to use it. As such, he is the most important... Good morning! The human race can produce. Most people are parasites living luxuriously on the work produced by a handful of superior non-conformist minds. This is in part true of our profession. This subject is applicable to our profession. Anasim is advertised. What is said is believed. People buy, take, thinking that is the accepted thing to do. To conform to the dictates of society, whether good or bad, helpful or injurious, sick people don't know. The physician says, therefore, follow his instructions. Sick people are conformist. They don't think or know different except through bitter and costly experience. What'd you guys get out of that? That's again from Palmer's Law of Life. I think, I mean, everybody's been a sheep at some point. We're all sheep at some point. And there's times to be that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I understand. Absolutely. One term I've heard a lot of people use in the medical profession is sheeple, and I can't stand that term. It's horrible. Um, I've had a lot of medical doctors come in here, and then you know they feel like they're in their inner circle, and we talk. They talk about sheeple, and I said that is just the worst term I've ever heard in my life. I hate it. But sometimes it's we descriptive. I mean, it I think is it descriptive. makes sense. It's not that it's a good word. It's, it brings a bad image. But it does. It's, true, I it's feel descriptive. Like. It, it is. is. What is that? What does it mean? I just heard people, people being sheep. Sheeple. Just following blindly. Yeah. And you know that's what you know. The billions of dollars of medical advertising is spent for is just people find, follow blindly and do what, whatever a doctor says. And I've had people tell me, I'll, I'll do whatever a doctor tells me to do. I'm right. <laughs> Show up here three times a week and, just, <laughs> and start whittling yourself off those drugs. Um, really, you should say, you know, start talking to your doctor about taking less of those drugs. Giving advice on drugs is not what we do. The, uh, but really is that the 1%, you think about how many chiropractic students are getting up like you guys are, training and reading philosophy before starting your day. In the entire world, how many do you think are doing that? I think it's just only this group. Okay. No, not a... I, I would, I, you know what? That's what the movement we're... That's the movement I'd like to start seeing, right? That's what we, I want to see that create. And if we could do our things... I was talking to Junior about in the morning making a video in Spanish for Mexico. Yeah. You know, it would be really cool. 
but uh, you know, you're the one percent of the one percent. That is powerful. What is that going to do for the rest of your life in chiropractic? And when you start, you get out of the school thing and then go and, and serve. You know, the uh, the the most of any profession is sitting back and letting the rest of it do the job. So being proactive in what we do, getting up, being a, a voice for our profession and for yourself and standing up for what you believe in is very important, whether you're part of a group or not. You know, if you're with the FCS or the ICA or whatever group it might be, if you're not, do it on your own. I show up by myself to the CCE meetings. I show up by myself. You just go and you fight the battle. You know what, someone going to take a swing at you? I wish they would. <laughs> you know, that would be awesome. And then there'd be an excuse for Battle Royale. <laughs> but, you know, uh, showing up, doing the work, getting into the philosophy, just breaking this down in five minutes of getting our understanding, those were two completely different concepts from one book a few pages apart, right? Reading from cover to cover as a novel is not easy. We'll do more green book readings, okay? This one, I'm going to read at DE, and we're going to pick out some and just read it. Our, our philosophy, we're going to do it at noon, okay, on, on a Friday, because we won't have time in the morning. But this is a great one. You can open up any page, and you'll have something. Let's finish with D.D. Palmer. What do you think? We read that one yesterday, founded upon tone. Let's do this one next. God bless you. Thank you. It's adjusting therapeutical or a remedy. It, is it an auxiliary to any method or need one? Spinal adjusting is not therapeutical. It's not a remedy for the disturbed performance of vital functions. It does not remedy, it adjusts causes so that innate may correct abnormal function and change morbid into normal structures. Spinal adjusting is not an auxiliary to any method. To relieve an impingement in acute diseases by one adjustment in less than a minute, so innate can transmit functions in a normal amount, is not an auxiliary to any method. Neither does chiropractic need any method as an auxiliary. Those who expect to put in a lifetime combating disease, fighting the entrance of disease as though it was an enemy with hostile intent, should not learn chiropractic. It is very difficult to change a medical fighter into a peaceful chiropractor. This is the chiropractor's adjuster. What page is it? Uh, 117. So, so it goes right along with what we're saying today, right? The, the medical fighter into a peaceful chiropractor. That's my newsletter, actually, we're giving out to the people today. And uh, yesterday, or last week. I mean, is that all about... The spiritual nature of civilization? It's vitalistic thought, yeah. But it's not what all these people are saying about subluxation. Okay, so that's D.D. Palmer, B.J. Palmer. We can get into deeper thoughts of philosophy, but this is, it makes perfect sense, right? The one thing about the medical fighter to the peaceful chiropractor, you know, a lot of people are fighting for medicine to come into chiropractic, and chiropractors have been very peaceful. You know, even the ones that are out, you know, speaking around the world, it's really about being peaceful. And we've said, oh, you know, you're allowed to, you do whatever you want, you know, it's cool, we're not going to mess with, you know, there's the term mixers and straight. People get upset about those terms, whatever, but that's what Dee Dee Palmer and BJ said, so those are the ones that I use, okay? So it's not a slight on anybody. 
But, you know, we just said, okay, you just do what you're doing, we're doing what we're doing. But what happened is that, that group has become very powerful and they want to destroy what the peaceful chiropractors are doing. And the medical, they're fighting to have medicine in chiropractic and they're fighting fervently. And, you know, I don't know for sure, I have really no idea. Besides advertising dollars in the magazines, which is, ranks up to millions of dollars probably, and then potentially drug drug money behind them, pharmaceutical, who knows where it's coming from. But these people right now are very powerful trying to destroy what we have. So we can't even do what we do anymore. Um, so, you know, the peaceful chiropractors have to, you know, pull up their big boy panties and big girl pants and, you know, and fight for what we believe in. We do have to be, you know, at the forefront and communicating to people and fight for what we believe in a little bit more. I don't want people to not do what they're doing in chiropractic. Let them live their lives. But don't tell me what I have to do either. So that's what I think this, this statement really means. Because the medical profession isn't really attacking us anymore. Maybe they are. But it's mostly from within. I think that's the tactic I do believe that is switched. So they create, I mean, um, conflict within the profession, and huge. we're doing the work for them basically. So exactly, it's, it's, that's I think that's the issue becoming more homogenous between us. Yeah. Bruce Lipton, who was very popular in chiropractic for a long time. You guys ever heard of him? Mm -hmm. He's a cellular biologist. He said, I read, before I read Dee Dee's book, I was an atheist. After I read Dee Dee Palmer's book, I believed and knew that there was a God. Okay? That's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. He's not a chiropractor. Right. But you know why you don't see him in chiropractic anymore? Because you guys are all messed up. You're fighting amongst each other. I can't be a part of it. Yeah. You know? I sent him an email the other day. Um, Jim Chester said, hey, let's get, get uh, Bruce Lipton on there. I've sent him messages before. We had some banter back and forth. He used to speak at New Beginnings. I've seen him speak there. I have a great video from it. Um, but, uh, you know, I haven't heard back yet. But he, he's even said that you guys are just, everyone's just fighting with each other. So that's a sad thing. Something that could change the lives of millions by one person reading a book. And he's affected a lot of people now. And then, you know, what do we have? Still the same old bickering, right? Get up and serve. Fight for what we believe in, but you know what? Um, Patty Giuliano said. You know, we were talking about this in Italy, and she said, Peter Kavorkian's her husband. She said, Peter said this to me. You get up. I get up today. I'm going to adjust the people. I'm going to go to bed. Wake up in the morning. Adjust the people. You know, going out and serving every day is going to be the same for me. You know, whether how much ever these groups are annoying me and whatever else is going in the politics and what have you. It's really still about your people. Getting up and going and serve your people is the most important thing. Does anybody else have any comments or anything? Educating, because I think it's a lack of yeah, education. Very you important. read it, and if you understand it, then you go like, oh, wait, this was founded on this. So. Yeah. We wouldn't have it without it. Yeah. Anything else? Okay. Let's start our other reading. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innate Express Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and share with your friends. Together we can change the world.